1: you are listening to the preacher boys podcast a podcast shedding light on decades of mental physical and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental baptist movement the testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast. I'm going to do a follow up to a very uh, well received episode that I did back in January where I responded to one star podcast reviews and negative feedback on the Preacher Boys podcast. And I've got a couple really good ones for you guys. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for the whole episode. And, uh, first, before I get into the negative, let me just share a couple of the really positive ones that have happened here since that time. Uh, one of them says, uh, Eric is a pro for such a niche podcast. I find the entertainment value extremely high. Always a go-to show. That's from Jake Gallen. Uh, I have one from Momming123. It says, certified sex coach here. Uh, this topic is so silenced and causes decades of shame and relational challenges for men. I speak to so many men with childhood trauma and see firsthand how it impacts them later in life. Talking tackles taboo. Keep the conversation going. Uh, this one says, it's from Beautiful Keen Jean. It says, information that needs to be heard growing up in an uber-religious environment. I understand how these tender topics absolutely need to be out in the open. And uh, let's find one more. Uh, this one says, oh, this is from our friends over at the church split. It says necessary retribution. The show is so needed nowadays, not because we need more gossip, more scandals, or more shock and awe either. We need this show because it holds people accountable and gives healing to various victims. Thank you. Preacher boys podcast for being bold enough to do what you do and teaching people to always be vigilant, no matter where they are. So there you go that's a couple of the positive reviews now let's get into some of the negative reviews because as you guys know there are a lot of folks that don't appreciate the show the way that the people that i just mentioned do so let's go ahead and jump into the first uh negative review uh this one's honestly not super hateful this is just kind of a um Suggestion, I guess, uh, this is from NC Big Dave. It says too long. I listen to all your podcasts and YouTube videos. The content's needed. Well, thank you. That's good. And it says, but podcasts videos need to be a thirty-minute max. Uh, I, I, I really used to agree with you, and like I try to keep it for as short as I could. Um, yeah, with anything that's a solo episode like this one right now, uh, I try to keep them a little bit shorter. With interviews, I try not to cut them down too much. I want people to be able to share what they need to share. Uh, I've definitely gotten. I believe better at moving the conversation along. But, um, yeah, I, I I hear where you're coming from. What I've heard though, from the majority is that people want more and they want longer episodes. And uh, I always pushed against it because I thought that people would lose interest. But uh, when I put out polls and stuff in the Facebook group, people just go nuts for like the longer interviews. So, it is what it is. I guess everybody has their own preference on it. I definitely agree with the 30 minutes. Like I used to love driving to work and having a podcast on the way there podcast on the way back, but I get what you're saying. Uh, this one is from old time preacher. Uh, this one says whining, whining, whining. Uh, you're such a, a crybaby baby grew up. You can't handle any preaching waste of time. Very thoughtful, kind rebuttal there. Um, I think this one would be an awesome t-shirt. If you guys agree, just drop a comment that says t-shirt. Cause I think, I think we should make these and give them out or something. And then, uh, this one is from Slippy Br five uh, four nine. What's up, Slippy? Uh, it says you had me, then you lost me. Story of my life. Uh, it says as a former member of several IFB-leaning churches, though not the worst kind. I was interested in your reporting on abuse issues, plus some of the guest interviews were informative. However, you lost me after the episode about the curriculum being connected to the Capitol riots. I'll explain that in a second. It says, giving a favorable platform to a HuffPost writer, questioning whether the public school system is indoctrinating kids. Seriously, where have you been? Disparaging private religious schools using vouchers and worse, connecting these Christian school curriculums to the Capitol riots is shameful. Apparently, I misunderstood this to be a pro-Christian podcast trying to help victims. Clearly not. So, uh, basically what they're referring to, he or she, I'm not sure who this was at this review. Um, they're referring to an interview I did with uh, a writer who used to work at the Huff post, um, at Huffington post or Huff whatever <laughs> Huffington post. And, um, and basically I interviewed her because she had written an article talking about the, um, the a Becca, Christian curriculum and the way that it teaches history, the way it teaches about civil rights and different issues like that. And so um, there were a lot of people who had read the article. They were sending it to me because I talk about the IFB. And I thought, okay, this is a very divisive article. I'm going to bring her on, ask her about her research. There were things in the article I agreed with, things I disagreed with, um, but I just thought we could have a conversation, be open, let's talk about it and kind of, kind of. Have an open discussion. I think that's important. And so, again, on the show, she said some things I agreed with, some I didn't. I gave some pushback in some areas. She gave some pushback in areas. And I thought it was a really beneficial discussion. Um, I do think that, uh, you know, when we talk about the public school system indoctrinating kids, like we have to understand Christian schools are doing the same thing, just with different types of curriculum. So, um, I think it's important to you know, look at that issue and look at school systems and work on teaching kids how to think as opposed to what to think in a lot of these cases. And so, um, yeah, I think there was some critique of both public and Christian schools in the episode. Um, but like I said, I wasn't having her on because I was trying to push some kind of agenda. Like I wanted to talk to her because a lot of people. a lot of people had mentioned the article, um, and she was very kind. Um, I, th- I thought our article was was very good. I thought there were some things that you know I wouldn't have said or pushed as far, um, but that's okay. We can disagree on how we handle these kind of things. Uh, this one is from Victor and not Victom. Uh, I guess that's a play on the word victim. Uh, it says, bathing in toilet water. After listening to this podcast, I feel like I just took a bath in toilet water, and our good host has tried to convince us that we have now become spiritually clean. What a, what a powerful first sentence. Um, Our host is an embarrassment to the cause of Christ. Uh, As someone that has spent the last 30 years helping people in over 60 countries as see that our good host is mentally myopic, intrinsically bitter, and spiritually bankrupt. I can see that your North American culture has blinded you from your victory in Christ and exposed your lack of spiritual objectivity. I have no comment on that. Uh, (laughs) Next is uh, this from Austin KJV says, Hamblin is a straw man. I've been in the IFB for 10 years. I'm an associate pastor. I know a large percentage of people in the movement. I've never heard of John Hamblin until these podcasts. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, John Hamblin is a notable figure in the IFB. People in the IFB would say that. Uh, He may not have been popular in your circles, but if you haven't heard of him, you just haven't been listening. John Hamblin is very well known. And he's definitely not a straw man. He represents a large amount of Uh, of people in the IFB and uh, he's hosted in several churches every year. So definitely not a straw man. Um, This one is from 76 runner. It says pass. Ouch. (laughs) It says Eric is very intelligent, obviously extremely compassionate toward those who have suffered abuse. Thank you. Uh, However, many of his guests seem more interested in gossip rather than in proclaiming truth. What's more, if you're looking to make the scriptures, your final authority, just know the scriptures are usually used just know the scriptures are usually used, if at all, merely to support an argument rather than allowing them to speak for themselves. Personal experience seems to be more important here than objective truth. Look, I understand what you're saying. This show is not a philosophy or theology podcast. I definitely have episodes where I talk to people that I'm interested in discussing some of those things with. And so that will come up in conversation, but ultimately show shows about personal testimonies and experiences. So if you're talking about what the show's going to emphasize more, it's going to be a lot of personal experience. And, uh, you know, and my guest will might use scripture in a way that you disagree with. And I might use scripture in a way that you disagree with. But ultimately, it's about people's experiences. The show is about people's personal stories. Um, it's not, you know, what is the original, you know this say about the end times, like we're not going to go deep into some of those topics that some other podcasts might do and might do very well. Um, and our show might do from time to time, but it's not the primary goal. Um, and so I do appreciate the kind words about myself. I appreciate, you know, recognizing that there is compassion behind this. Um, but you know, if if you're upset that there's too much of a personal experience being shared versus, you know, more of like a lecture about, you know, scripture or something like that, then that's a, uh, then that's something I would have issue with. Um, cause that's not the purpose. That wasn't the goal. This one is from Kentucky grace 63. It says overall lacking in depth. Uh, this would be an interesting podcast, but I find the interviewer lacking in well thought out questions and really doesn't offer anything to the podcast. This would be better with someone who that has even a little bit of authority in this matter rather than a guy who just seems to have a problem with the church he grew up in. Overall, either get a new interviewer or, or learn how to do this better and stop wasting people's times. I forgot about this interview till just now. And it's really funny. And if you're watching this, like, you know, I don't think you will, but don't feel bad. Um, but this is actually the only review that I've gotten since I've started the show, um, that stopped me in my tracks and I felt really bad (laughs) reading this and, um, it was actually late at night. It was really stupid. I felt really dumb about this, but I was, I got in bed and it was like 1130 and I went to go just check, check reviews, check downloads, all that stuff on the, on the show. And I saw this article or this review and here's the thing, just a quick thing. Like when I see a one-star review, they don't really bother me. When I see a five-star review, they're very kind. But, you know, unless there's like a big story or something, then it's like, it'll be really powerful. But like the extremes on either side don't really affect me their way. Like, obviously I like seeing the positive, but like when I see a one-star review, like where my show's completely without merit or they completely hate everything that has no effect on me emotionally whatsoever, because if you can walk away from anything and just give it one star, like, I feel like the issue is probably more with the listener than with the content because... I get it. If you, if you don't like me, that's fine. But with the guests I've had on, like if you walk away and go like, Oh, Elise least Fitzpatrick one star, you know, like that's probably you more than it is, uh, more than it is the show. But when I see a three star, those are the ones I pay most attention to because they obviously appreciate something, but they have some critique. And so I read this really ready to take in this feedback. And when I read like oh, the interviewer doesn't add anything, get a new one or stop wasting people's time. I was like, man, it like hit me and, uh, yeah, it hit my ego. You know, like I was like, man, that's, that's really, really harsh. And, um, and that hit me in a, in a big way, because one of the things I do really pride myself on is, uh, the interviews. I pride myself on doing a lot of research for the interviews. I really do put a lot of thought out in my questions. Um, I know I definitely sometimes catch myself mumbling or or stumbling and things like that, which is normal. But um, yeah, I I it, this one really hit close to home. Um, as far as the well thought out, I definitely do put a lot of research into the show. I can guarantee you that um, I do understand what you're saying about authority on the matter. Um, you know, uh, but I would say. I've really tried to bring in a lot of experts to fill in the gaps where I don't bring in the expertise. And, um, what I do take from this review though, is it just encouraged me to do better research. encourages me to ask some better questions, take more time and continue bringing in experts that can fill in the gaps where I can't, because you're right. I'm not a psychologist, not a legal expert would never claim to be, and will never claim to be unless I become one somehow. Um, and uh, I'm going to keep bringing in amazing people like Dr. Beth Allison Barr and P. Samadhi and Tiffany Bloom and all these folks that can really speak into these things. But uh, I do appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate you not just dropping a one star and appreciate the constructive feedback in a big way. And uh, it was a good, humbling moment for me reading it. Um, this next one is from C. Wilhelm One uh, Good work being done, but one star. Uh, I was a fan. Your podcast is admittedly hard to listen to, but then you interviewed someone whose allegations have been found to be completely false. The particular case was thoroughly investigated by the police and was found to be wholly untrue. Do you actually, and I believe you meant to write, do you actually vet your guess? Okay, so this one I definitely want to respond to and uh, I'll be quick, but I want to be thoughtful about this. Um, And this is an interesting one to end on. So I've had... Over the course of probably 160 episodes, I'm really not sure how many there are now. Uh, I have had a lot of guests come on the show. I've had a lot of stories shared, and a lot of really powerful stories have you know come across the the desk, and and I've I've been really blessed to talk to a lot of people. Um, as far as whatever case you're referring to, and and I say this to say. In 160 episodes, I've had a handful of episodes where people have reached out and said similar things. Uh, there was an investigation uh, and the per- nothing was found. There was a, you know, this person's crazy. This person made this up. This person's bitter. And look, here's the thing when it comes to uh, vetting, my guess. There's a couple things that come into play usually. Um, And everything is a case-by-case basis. Everything is different. Every situation is different. But when it comes to, you know, quote-unquote vetting my guess, there's not a ton I can do to give a bulletproof, you know, yes, they're absolutely telling the truth. Because I'm not a police officer. I don't have all of the evidence in hand. I don't have this. But I do try to listen to their story, really get a, you know, listen for any immediate red flags, um, generally, um, and I, I want to be careful cause I don't want to say anything that would, um, I don't want to say anything that would disrupt or the privacy of anybody that's been on the show, but most of the people that have been on the show, I've had another victim reach out, uh, privately and confirm uh, or i've had other people who have told me of something that's happened um there was one case in particular where um i had someone on i was um i was told you know hey you should have had this person on their story's been misproven and uh and i sat there and like what i couldn't say in this particular case was I had five other people that could confirm that this person did the things that they did. They didn't want to be public, but I've been reached out to by multiple people who could all share the same experience. And this has happened time and time again, where I've had people on the show. Um, you know, like I said, it's probably been a handful of times where someone says, why'd you have this person or this person's story doesn't check out. Like nine times out of 10, I have other victims that have come forward to me privately. Um, and there's a, there's a roster of people I could interview if they wanted to come forward. Um, and I'll say another step beyond this. There are, there are several stories. There are several, several, several stories. Um, I, I mean, like I said, there's been 160 episodes. I probably had hundreds of. Of conversations or emails from people who have shared stories where either they don't want to talk, um, which is very common. They just want to tell me their story. They are scared to talk. Uh, they come to me, they do an interview. There's at least six episodes that have been recorded that have been on pause for over a year because uh, they decided to pursue legal action They started an investigation. They found that there was some evidence. Um, by the time that a guest comes on the show, I'm convinced of their story. I've never platformed somebody where I have a second guess in my mind that they're telling the truth. And ultimately my role is not to be the detective. It's not to be the judge and the jury. That's why I was very intentional with every episode. Everybody is innocent till proven guilty my job is to give those who have a story, the opportunity to tell it it's to the best of my knowledge, make sure that they're credible or at least, you know, honest and and things like that. And I can tell you for a fact, I spend hours and hours on the phone each week. My wife could tell you this. I spend hours talking with people every week who are giving me extra details, looking into things for me. Um, providing me with other victims' names. Um, You know, there's some big churches that I haven't shared stories about where I've got a 60%, 70%, you know, or even I have 100% certainty of something that happened, but I have no witness to come forward. And so this is frustrating to me when people want to say, oh, do you even vet your guests? Do you even research? I put a lot of time... I put a lot of, you know, I I make sure I'm certain when I bring someone on and there's not a single guest in my lineup that I'm uncomfortable with their episode being out. And if I was, I would take it down. And when I've had guests that have, you know, accidentally said uh, a date incorrectly or have messed up a fact, um, I've issued a second follow up video. When I did the video about Mike Zachary, there were some dates and things that got incorrect, which is normal. But I went in and, and did an update and put that out. When it comes to, um, and again, when it comes to like, oh, the police investigated, didn't find anything. A lot of these times, police are investigating 30 years later. You know, they're investigating 40 years later. It's passed this statute of limitations, so they can't investigate. It doesn't mean that nothing happened. It doesn't mean that the person's story is invalid. It just means that that investigation never went anywhere, which is a very common story. And so I want everybody to know that the credibility of the show is very important to me. I take it very seriously. And if people realized how many cases are at some of these churches, it would shock you. If you realize some of the people that have been talked about in the episode and the fact that there's five or six or seven victims like there's been places I've talked about where I've talked about four or five or six victims and there's three or four more or seven more or eight more that haven't come forward publicly. And so, um, look, I do the best I can. I, you know, can mistakes happen? Yes. And when they do, I'll address them. But. I can guarantee you that I put as much effort as I can into ensuring the credibility of the show, the safety of my guests and the safety of those that come forward privately and share their story with me because that's very brave. It takes a lot to be willing to do that. But um, I don't want to end on such a (laughs) low key note, but uh, that's the last one that I have, but I hope everyone knows like this show and the survivors on it and the stories that are told on it are very, very deeply important to me. And I do everything I can to protect the integrity of the show and all of the past, present, and future guests that will be on. But um, anyway, uh, (laughs) not to be a downer at the end of the episode, but um, I really do love everybody that shared their story. And I feel really good about the podcast. And um, there's a lot of good feedback that I've implemented. And there's a lot more that I need to learn. And I appreciate you guys giving honest feedback, whether it's an honest five stars or an honest three stars or even, I guess, an honest one star, but I don't know how you walk away with a one star. At least give a two star. Um, if not for me, for my guests, cause I've had some great guests on, but, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll catch you guys in the next episode and, uh, I really, really appreciate all the ongoing support of the show. I know I say that a lot, but I mean it a lot.
1: Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com.